You're listening to Show Me Your Assets. I'm your host, Dottie Dynamo, burlesque dancer and stripper turned personal trainer. This show is about sexy work, fitness, money, and everything in between. You'll learn how to train smarter, navigate body image in an industry that centers your looks, manage your money, and prioritize self-care and recovery so you can avoid burning out over and over again. While I have your attention, you should know I have the tendency to cuss like a sailor. So if you're in mixed company, grab your headphones because there's no telling what I might say. All right, sexy friends. Today we are talking about a common topic in this industry. Definitely something that you will find strong agreements for on both sides. And I'm hoping that as, you know, we are becoming more and more aware of bullshit body standards and diet culture, and we are further and further away from a lot of the toxic ideologies of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and the heroin chic 90s in which I grew up, that some of this is starting to hopefully fall away, though I know that a lot of it is still very gatekept by strip club managers. So what are we even talking about, right? Plastic surgery versus natural. Does it matter? Does it matter? So there are obviously, uh, like I said, lots of different opinions on this matter. And I think when we get down into the nitty gritty of it, it has a lot to do with where you're working the cities that you're working, what the aesthetic of the club is, what the vibes of the clubs are, how the clubs are marketed. Honestly, like how antiquated are the people who are running the strip clubs into believing that for some reason all guys want the same thing, which is this fantasy look of big tits, teeny tiny body and an ass. Like, body standards are constantly changing, right? They are sort of like a bell curve, just like fashion. In the 50s, being a little bit bigger was popular, having a belly, curves. Then as we go through time, right, we talk, I said heroin chic 90s, we talk about in that time, it was be as thin as possible. We might as well just been training women to be anorexic in the 90s. And if you did not grow up in that era, please be so thankful. There are so many of us that are older now who have such fucked up relationships with food and exercise that we're still trying to recover from. And becoming a stripper, I believe, only really amplifies it, right? You are being paid to have your body on display all the time. And even if you have done a lot of work around body acceptance and body neutrality and understanding that you are worthy no matter what your body looks like and that it's all just really bullshit, it can still be hard and be really daunting on the days that you do have a bad body image day. If you're struggling to make money in the club, it can be common to think that if you changed the way your body looks, if you could lose five more pounds, if you went and got a Brazilian butt lift, if you got a boob job, which I have, then you would make more money. If you, you know, maybe got 
work done on your face, lots of Botox, and you could keep this eternal youth, right? Because at the end of the day, the strip club were selling this idea of youth, which is also a very loaded idea when we think about the fact that there are older clients who come in who do enjoy speaking to a dancer who is a little bit older, who can carry on the type of conversation that they are looking for. On the flip side, of course, there are older men who are coming in and have that child fetishism, which is, I don't want to go down that tangent today. So this is probably going to be a much longer episode. As you can already tell, we haven't even gotten into much yet. So also be noted, I might swerve all over the place. I have a page and a half of notes on things that I want to talk about, and I might get off on tangents while I'm talking about them. So the first thing that I really want to talk about here when we discuss like natural versus plastic surgery and does it matter is that at the end of the day, if you're comparing your body to other dancers, you're likely not focusing on the customer in front of you and that's causing you costing you money. If you're so hyper fixated on what your body looks like that you are worried you're not going to make money, that you're worried you're not going to get hired by the club, if you're second guessing yourself because you don't feel comfortable in your outfit, it's costing you money. Because being a dancer is all about confidence and showing your assertiveness through nonverbal communication. I also want to preface that I do not think that plastic surgery is evil and no one should get it. I think there are lots of caveats into why people get plastic surgery, what maybe they are hoping it will do for them, the same way when people seek weight loss, what they're hoping it will do for them, what they're hoping will bring to their life. And if you are not already in a position of feeling comfortable with your body, but just wanting to amplify something that maybe you were not given genetically that you've always wanted is a little bit different than changing your body to adhere to body standards in hopes that that will bring you happiness or more money. They are very different things. Um, Obviously, right? These are my own opinions in this podcast. So you could talk to someone else and they may have a completely different idea on this topic. I just want you to always be thoughtful and aware of, are you choosing to do this because you're playing into the body standards by thinking you need to look a certain way to make money? You know, because dudes like this or dudes like that, or this club will only hire you if you're like super thin and tiny and, you know, I've had work done. Dudes like all kinds of things, and there are all types of clubs out there. Maybe by not getting a bunch of work done, you limit yourself from working at a certain club. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, would you rather spend thousands upon thousands of dollars just to work at a club, which means you have to change your body to be accepted or work somewhere else where you can be happy in your body and not get sucked in to these thought spirals and this body obsession just in the hopes of making more money. And on that note, I want to take a page from a recent personal experience um, in which a club manager literally told me, 
oh, when you saw, when they saw you at those older clubs and saw that you were older, that's likely why they turned you away. And here's the thing. I have, I have no proof that that's why they actually turned me away at the club. But it is very, very, very common practice for club managers to put you down or make a comment regarding your appearance while still hiring you. So they, you feel like they did you a favor or something. It's, it's, they're negging you, right? They're gaslighting you. These are all tactics that club managers use to keep you questioning your worth and to keep you sort of, I don't want to say on your best behavior, but like striving to keep your job. And it's, it's toxic and it's horrible and it's shitty that it's still out there. The flip side of this is that I got hired the next day at a different club. And over the next three days, um, you know, multiple people ask me like how much, how old I am customers. And I always am like, how old do you think I am? And whatever they guess, I just say a year or two older to make them feel like, oh my God, you are so good. You guessed so close. But when I'm talking to people who are closer to my age at the club, or it's a gentleman who is older than me at the club, then I just tell them my real age. Right. And when I do more often than not, no one believes that I'm 38. So if you think that you have to have a certain look or a body or an image or age, right, it plays into this game of these gatekeepers that typically overweight, sloppily dressed men who are making the decision of whether or not to hire you, right? They are the ones who are deciding what all of the customers in the club must want based on, on what? On these body standards that have been around for ages that are really not that valid anymore. And there can be women at this, right? Maybe you do have this body and it's natural for you. That is amazing. But if it's not, is it worth all the suffering, all of the questioning, all of the obsession with food, all of the disordered relationships with exercise in which you feel like you have to work your food off or you need to go get a tummy tuck or your body isn't good enough or getting, you know, like having breast implants will make you more money. Is it worth all of that strife? Is it? And I really, I also want to bring up the transparency of the fact that yes, I have breast implants and it is for a couple of reasons. Um, I always in my family, right. I have a an older sister and then my mother, they are both very well endowed um, in that area. And I never was. In college, I was very, I don't want to say I was very large, but I'm, I was much bigger than I am now. And at that time, because I was bigger, so were my breasts. And then when I got into fitness, which was very much down a disordered path of trying to lose weight based on comments that the men I was dating were saying about my body. And then ultimately getting into burlesque and stripping, I became hyper fixated on my looks and wanting to be more fit so that I could, so that I looked as good as the other dancers in the club. I also became a personal trainer. And I want to preface that most fitness professionals probably have a very disordered relationship with health and fitness and are not as happy as it seems. 
and are weighing all of their food and are hyper-conscious and are body checking, which we will get into exactly what that is in a little bit. So yes, I lost a ton of weight. And the really interesting part about that is I was trying to get stronger. I was trying to get tone. Okay. I was doing what most of us do. Um, I was trying to get tone and in doing such, I was lifting weights, but I was doing insane amount of cardio. I was doing HIIT workouts. I was dancing. I was riding my bike everywhere. I was overstressing my body. So I was never really putting on enough muscle, but I was losing more and more weight. And then when I made the decision to get breast implants, because at that point I had lost so much weight that my breasts were much smaller and I was really sad and I missed the ones that I had when I was larger. And so I wanted those back on this new current, more slender, more fit body. When I started going on consultations, every doctor was like, well, you should try to get down to your thinnest beforehand because you will gain weight afterwards because you won't be able to work out for a while and your body is going to swell up from the anesthesia and you know just as an effect of your body healing. So I lost more weight and I was rail thin. And the really fucked up part about that is I was still unhappy with my body the smallest I think I've ever been since maybe middle school. And I still wasn't happy with my body because I was still seeking my appearance as the solution for what I was looking for in life, which was a feeling to feel loved, to feel worthy, to feel like I was, you know, my body was good enough to be a top earning dancer, all of these types of things. So I, got the breast implants and I do not regret them in the slightest. But I have to say, as disordered as my relationship was with food and exercise at that point, and this was five years ago now we're going on, so it's not that far back. My main motivator really was I missed having bigger breasts. I missed the breasts that I had on my larger body and I wanted them on my new body. There are times now where I don't regret getting them, but I do think, man, that eight grand, I I could have that in a retirement fund right now, and it would probably be worth closer to 16 or 20. There are so many things that I would have rather have done with that money, or I wish I would have been more financially set up for the future before I chose to spend that money. And you know, at the end of the day, yes, it was my money, but it was also the money that like men were giving me at the club. So I didn't, I was like, whatever, this is the money you're giving me and I'm going to use it to get new tits. And it felt, that felt really empowering in a way. Um, would I do it all over again? Yes, I would, but I wasn't expecting and I wasn't looking for getting breast implants to completely change how I felt about my body. Um, I was looking for food and exercise to do that. And it took getting out of that disordered relationship. It took getting hit by a car for me to realize that my body is valid and worthy, no matter what it looks like. And that no matter if I was as thin as I was then and more toned because I had less body fat with my new tits, that wasn't the determinant of me making more money, me being good at sales, me being confident in the club, me showing up confidently, me approaching every single customer, not sitting in the locker room. 
working on my sales skills, that is what made me a top earner. I make just as much, if not more money now at a slightly heavier weight at an older age with more loose skin and now bigger tits because I've put on weight. So these are just things to consider, right? I'm not telling you don't go get plastic surgery. It's dumb and it means that, you know, that you don't love yourself. I don't think that that's true, but I think it is really important to do that deep dive before you get it and ask yourself, what is the reasoning behind it? What are other things you could do with that money? Um, if you are, you know, if someone's not handing you that cash to just go get plastic surgery, because at the end of the day, there are so many different types of clubs, customers like different things. And sometimes what your body looks like is not even a concern to these people, right? They're there for the conversation, for the connection, for the feeling of intimacy that they are getting. And to put all of that pressure on yourself and how you look as a determinant of your success in this industry is always going to leave you feeling like you're not enough if your body doesn't look perfect. And that is a horrible, horrible spiral to be in. So some things to start like considering, right, is if you are striving to look a certain way, and I'm not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with that. The problem is what it takes to achieve that look, if that is leading you down uh, disordered eating, which is feeling like you have to earn your food or you have to work your food off, or you're kind of on this like process of feeling on again or off again, or you need to be eating clean or cutting out junk food or sugar, that those are signs of disordered eating. And if your relationship becomes disordered with fitness, meaning that you feel guilt if you miss a workout, that you are still relying on this idea of going hard or going home or go, no pain, no gain. You know what I'm trying to say. If you are in the gym multiple days a week, if all of the exercises that you are choosing to do are based upon the fact that they might change the way your body looks, then your relationship with fitness might be a little disordered. Okay. And all, both of those things are just going to create a louder and a meaner inner critic. So, right, do you feel stress or guilt if you miss a workout? Do you feel stress or guilt if you eat certain foods? Are you obsessed with tracking your calories or tracking your macros or going down that line of food obsession? Is everything you pick it to do in the gym centered on how it will make your body look? Like endless crunches, lots of cardio, tons of glute workouts, Are you constantly body checking to see if the work that you are doing in the gym shows if the food you're eating is making you lose weight? Are you constantly pushing yourself harder or getting stricter? Are you weighing yourself all the time? Are you obsessed with or still hanging on like an ideal body weight? And is your feeling of success in the gym dependent on how your body looks? Is your feeling of success in the club dependent on how your body looks? Is it dependent on how much money you're making? How is all of this carrying over into your work? Whatever work that is you are doing inside Sexy Work. I know I reference the club a lot and that is because I am first and foremost a stripper and burlesque dancer. So that is my frame of reference, but I just want you to apply this to whatever 
your avenue of sex work is. And when I talk about body checking, right, body checking is, it's simply a behavior that involves you seeking information about your body's size or shape or appearance or weight by looking at it in the mirror or checking your body or trying clothes on to see how they fit. And when you start to obsess over something about your body, you're you're probably most likely constantly monitoring to see if it has changed or not, right? Has it gotten bigger? Has it gotten smaller? Am I successful because of this or am I horrible because of this? And in general, it includes things like, right, frequent weighing, maybe measuring your body parts, uh, feeling for fat or muscle, pinching or squeezing parts of your bodies, repeatedly evaluating how your clothes fit, which is just another version of weighing yourself starting to compare your body to other people's bodies. So if you're sitting in the club and you are comparing what you look like to the other dancers and getting caught up in how that makes you feel, take note. Are you constantly looking for reassurance from others about your body and your body size and what your body looks like? I know that is so common. And I love this part about, about a locker room, right? Is how often we tell each other like, oh girl, you look so hot. That outfit looks amazing. Your body looks banging. Like those are, in my opinion, in that environment, relatively harmless comments, but we never know when we are saying them, who we're saying them to and what their internal relationship with their body is like. Maybe you didn't hear that today and you're having a real shit day or you're having a shit day about your body and you verbalize that. And then you're looking for other people to tell you that you look good. That is a sign, right, that there's some work to do internally on your relationship with your body. It's also really common to constantly be checking how we look in a mirror, right? There are mirrors all through the locker room. There are most likely, well, in a lot of clubs, there are mirrors around the stage or throughout the club that you can check to see what you look like. So body checking, you know, in a mirror is just this compulsive examination of your reflection or certain body parts. If you are walking past a mirror and you have to stop and look at your reflection, if you go to the bathroom and you're like pulling up your shirt to check your stomach, if you're constantly readjusting your G-string to see how your butt is looking, all of these things are things to be aware of. Of course, we are going to check what we look like in the mirror. It's part of our job, right? Our appearance is our job. But there is a fine line for when it starts to teeter over into obsession. And that is also part of that poor body relationship still sort of maybe stuck in those bullshit body standards and that disordered relationship with food and fitness and yourself. So I just want you to remember, right, that no outside factor, no outside factor, having bigger tits, a bigger ass, perkier tits, a smaller ass, a flatter stomach, six packs, toned arms, nice thighs, like whatever it is for you is going to fix how you feel about your body long term. That is an inside job. And that is really my whole sort of stance on this natural versus plastic surgery in this industry and does it matter is what is your purpose for doing it? If you're just playing into their game, right? If you know that you're doing it to play into the game, if you 
do work in a bigger club, like maybe somewhere like Vegas, where everything is like the done up look and you have to do that to get your job one well considered. Do you have to, could you work somewhere else? And two is playing into the game, just a weird version of being stuck inside of the game. And if everyone at your club has that look, would it actually work in your favor to not? Would that mean you'll get more of the client who doesn't like that thing? Who, it, it, right? Who's going to say those things to you like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't get fake tits or I'm so glad your ass is government issued or whatever bullshit line they're going to feed you because they are there to objectify you. Thankfully, we are getting paid for it, but that is sort of the basis. They are coming in to look at you like an object. Some of them are not, but for the majority of it, right, we want in the club, we're not quite seen as full humans. Uh, And well, that is a long rant for another day, but does it matter? I ultimately, I really don't think that it matters because whether you have it or you don't, there is going to be someone who thinks that you should have done it or you shouldn't have done it, which is why I'm never going to tell you not to get plastic surgery if that's what you want. But I am going to ask you to stop and think about it. Maybe take the time before you get it. Ask yourself what you're hoping to achieve. What is the purpose? Um, I can't cast any shame or blame or anything as someone who also has had plastic surgery And that is why I'm also so transparent about it. But I can tell you that it was a long and winding road to get to a point where my relationship with my body and my fitness and the way that I eat is no longer completely absolved. That's not the word. Revolved around what my body looks like. And that has been extra hard with working in the club. When I go in for auditions, anytime I have an audition coming up, I do start to get very body centric, but I can start to pull myself out of it because I recognize it. I'd be curious what your thoughts are on this, what your initial gut reaction is, if you've had plastic surgery and you regret it, if you've had plastic surgery and you would do it all over again. There is a way to leave a voice message for this podcast. You can leave a little voice message and let me know if this episode was helpful in any way. You can leave a review. Reviews are great because it lets me know that the podcast is helping you, that you enjoy listening to it, and that I should keep making it. And it also helps other people find the podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, you can share it on Instagram and tag me. I love to see who's following along. Until next time, stay sexy, make money. As always, if you found this episode helpful or benefited from it in any way, or you think someone else would benefit from this episode, I'd love for you to take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and tag me at Dottie Dynamo so I can see who's following along.